Welcome in to another edition of Fresh Football Takes. We're back in action. We are going to be talking about the Thursday night football game. The Panthers hosted the Buccaneers. And then this is also our Sunday preview show. We're going to be going over all of the games. I'll be picking my winners as I always do, giving a little brief blurb about the game, how I think it's going to play out, things along those lines. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at FreshFootball. Use the hashtag, hashtag FreshFootballTakes, if you want to follow my personal account for some extra football banter as well as some other random nonsense, go right ahead, at AQFresh. And this is a special episode as I would like to introduce my first-time co-host, uh, for all intents and purposes, my father-in-law. Mr. Uh, Frank the Tank, Mr. Frank Schmidt, thank you for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Happy to be here. It's, uh, I've been doing this by myself for the past couple episodes. It gets draining talking by yourself about football for a while, so I really appreciate it. Um, before we start, uh, anything that you want to say to the listeners, anything you got going on on your mind, pressing that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, we're going to get into some things. But uh, it's pretty easy to just drink a beer and talk about football. So, Yes, I definitely agree. I see you got some Blue Point Blueberry Ale. Uh, it sounds very tasty. I've got me some Southern Tier. I've got myself a, a little mixer of that, a little mix pack. But enough of that. Uh, we will get started. Yeah, we're not paying endorsers. No, we are not. Uh, however, Blue Point and Southern Tier, let us know. Uh But let's get started on this Thursday night game. Um, I did pick the Panthers, as I assume probably 95% of the football world did. Uh, It didn't work out. The Buccaneers went into Charlotte and pulled off an upset, 20-14. I don't think too many people expected that. I also don't think too many people expected Cam Newton to look the way he did. He didn't. He hasn't run the ball at all in the first two games. And with this offense, with the way the Panthers are built, if Cam Newton's not running the football, they don't win. CMC, uh, Christian McCaffrey, didn't have a good game. The Buccaneers, I think that they kind of uh, game plan to stop him. I think he only had maybe, what were the stats? He had 16 carries for... 30-something yards. Uh, Let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, 37 yards only on 16 carries. Uh, Only two receptions, and he normally has like 8 to 10 receptions in a game, only 16 yards, so they really slowed him down. They turned Cam Newton into a pocket passer, uh, only completing 25 of his 51 pass attempts. No touchdowns, no picks, but the Panthers, like I said, they're not built to throw the ball 50 times. Despite that, the pass catchers had a pretty good game. Uh, Old man Greg Olson, uh, back in action this season, looking to stay healthy for the season, had over 100 yards. I think that's pretty impressive for the old man. Uh, Curtis Samuels had 91 yards. DJ Moore at uh, 89. He also paced the receiving core with nine receptions. Frank, who did you pick in this game? 
Well, I went with the percentages. I I was a Panther. Um, I'm not really surprised, though. Really? Why are you? I, I just think that um, Cam hasn't been Cam for quite a while. That's true. You know, uh, if you look across his the, the totality of his his career, um, he's had definitely times where we thought this guy's he's a great quarterback. He's, right. He, he does. He won the MVP things. a couple of years ago, I believe, twenty fifteen. Exactly. I think it was exactly. Um, and whether can he get back to that? I I don't know. People might talk about the play calling at the end of the game. They might talk about this, but. You know, Cam hasn't been Cam for a while. He really hasn't. Uh, I know during the uh, press game or the post game press conference, excuse me, a lot of the reporters asked Ron Rivera if it had anything to do with the foot. And he said, no, absolutely not. That might be true, but I definitely think his shoulder is still a factor. Uh, I think that, especially like you had alluded to, the play calling, a little skeptical, that fourth and probably less than one uh, at the end of the game, which was really kind of the last play of the game for all intents and purposes. Uh, They ran Christian McCaffrey to the sideline. They needed to gain probably about a foot and a half, and they ran to the sideline. You know, I I think that if Cam Newton was healthy, they would have said, hey, Cam, get us that one yard, plug it right up the middle. So I, I, I definitely think that, Cam Newton's not the same quarterback as he was a couple of years ago. Gerald McCoy flipping to the defensive side over here for the Panthers. Uh, he he had a pretty nice day. I know he, it was definitely emotional for him. He was a Buccaneer for most of his career. He's already had those conversations with the front office over there in Tampa Bay. He's going to retire over there once once it comes to his time. But it was pretty emotional for him. I know he was definitely um, talking to some of his old buddies over there at the end of the game. But the defense played really well. Uh, Luke Keekley looked like Luke Keekley, uh, just kind of being a stud. Uh, had 10-plus tackles, almost had an interception, went right through his hands. Um, but other than that, I don't know if there's a whole heck of a lot to talk about on the Panther side, so we'll jump over to the Bucks real quick for a minute. Jameis Winston. Played a clean game, uh, which is a lot different than last week when he had three interceptions. He didn't have any turnovers against the Panthers going ahead. Um, Completed most of his passes. He was 16 for 25, only 208 yards. Like I said, that one touchdown, which went to Chris Godwin, who Chris Godwin's being a breakout player here. Uh, he had eight receptions for 121 yards and the lone touchdown for the uh, Buccaneers passing game. Um, Mike Evans, a four for 61 game. These are two games for him as last week he only had two for 28 that are not up to Mike Evans' standard. But alas, the, the Bucks got the win, and I'm sure they're happy about that. Uh, everybody in the pick and pool including myself and Frank, pick the Panthers. So we are all 0-1 to start the week. Uh, anything else you want to highlight from that game, or are you content to just move on and talk about the Sunday games? Well, um, yeah, you, you brought up the fact that, you know, Winston played a clean game. Right, that's important for him. Yeah, yeah you, you 
don't deny him that. Uh, but he's got to continue to do that. I the way I just seen the whole the whole thing playing out. Carolina was just underachieving. Um, I know the defense didn't play terrible, but um, the offense is still there's uh, maybe some issues even going on because it reminds me of the years as a Steeler Nation. Oh, yeah. Frank's a big Steelers fan. Part of Steeler Nation. Okay. Uh, Where Ben was going through stuff. And I see the similarities with – with what Ben was dealing with a few years back and what Cam's doing. And sometimes they right away want to start talking about physical injuries and stuff. But right. we could tell that there was probably some, you know, the issues with the offensive coordinator, Haley, at the time. and Yeah, they had some big we, issues towards you know, the end the, of his the, tenure the there. The public has fed bits and pieces about what's what's going on. and We'll you, never know the truth of yeah, anything the in The truth football. is always, you know, there's – you know, we'll never know your version, my version, and the, the truth. And that, right. there's a, probably a lot of that. But um, no, so uh, so you got um, Tampa now that they need to start to you know make uh, other teams notice them, and they're going to have to continue Absolutely. to beat teams better than the Panthers because all in all. Uh, I, I think there's still just the issues with the Panthers. Uh, they could get beat by a lot of teams this year. The Panthers can, yeah. They, if Cam Newton's not around the ball, they're going to get beat a lot. Yes. Um, so uh, they weren't beat, beaten by a great team. That says a lot. They they were beaten by a team that's maybe gotten a little bit better uh, True. since last year. But uh, I don't think anybody saw Tampa as a vast improvement contender for anything. I definitely didn't. So uh, in Carolina, you didn't want to roll them out because they, they had Cam Newton. You don't. You. It was always hold. It's always been hard to roll out Carolina when he's playing good. Exactly. I mean, that's just. And they've their defense has never. You know, maybe time to time, not not the best, but they've they've been pretty solid. Yeah, the Panthers so, have had a had a probably a, an above average defense for yeah. the past few years at this so, point, but that's clearly again, it was a, it was you know a thir- I'm glad it was a Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Game, that's you know? true. That's very true. Uh, so there's that. Get it out of the way, right? Get, get it out, out of get the way, it way early. Know? I agree. Um, so yeah, we can talk. Um, Let's just get right into what's coming up. All right. So we will jump right into the Sunday games here. The first one that is on our docket, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. That's right. Not the San Diego Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers. Them superchargers are rolling into Detroit, Michigan to face the Matt Patricia, Matt Stafford-led Detroit Lions. I think this game is going to be better than a lot of people suggest. Agreed. Uh, I think this is a, a good time to face the Chargers with, you know, obviously Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, holding out, doing his thing, trying to get a contract. Uh, Mike Williams with the knee injury is, I know Anthony Lynn said he's really, really concerned about that. Hunter Henry is going to miss at least a month with, uh, I won't even try to pretend like I can pronounce what the injury is, but it's a knee injury, something broken ligament, bone, whatever have you in his knee. Uh, I think the Lions might face them at a good time at home. 
They still do have Keenan Allen, who is, in my opinion, an underrated receiver. I think Keenan Allen's probably a top seven or eight receiver in this league. Uh, I think a lot of people knock him a bit for the injuries he had early in his career, but he's still only like 26 years old. Top end receiver, in in my opinion. Um, they do have Austin Eckler as well, who is had a great first game, had almost 200 total yards. I think it was closer to 150 now that I say that out loud. Uh, he did have three touchdowns, and they eked out the win last week in overtime. Um, but the Lions, I don't think, are or any sort of slouch by any means. Matt Stafford's always been a capable quarterback. Maybe he makes some silly mistakes when the game is on the line. He's not like a clutch quarterback, not an elite quarterback, but he's definitely a serviceable, above-average kind of guy. Carry um, on Johnson, their second year back. A lot of people are disappointed in his week one, but expect to bounce back. Um, however, the Chargers defense, their run defense, especially with Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, is – Pretty stout over there. Um, they do have the rookie uh, tight end sensation after week one in TJ Hawkinson looking to improve on his 6-131-1 and one, uh, NFL debut. Uh, how do you see this game shaping out over here, Frank? Well, uh, I'm kind of with you with the, the Lions not being a team that, you know, at, you know in, in Detroit where – you can't you can't overlook them. Well, their record has has been terrible. You're not wrong. That's a tough division up there in the NFC North. It, it, it is, and for the talent that the team had, their record over the past few years has just been horrible. Uh, the, I don't disagree. Know, is this the year that they're going to make the changes they needed to? to you know, uh, by no means. We're not talking about a, a team that's going to contend no they're not they're not a super bowl contender probably not even a playoff contender and san diego probably didn't get any better los angeles but yes sorry no that's you're you're right that's okay to me that would be a thursday night game that's where i would like to see that game okay okay the nice thursday night get it out of the way game (laughs) good thing it's an early one o'clock sunday game that's as close as you're gonna get to that thursday night game Exactly. Um, so, okay, I think that we've, you know, kind of talked about the main pieces enough. Um, I guess just touching on the receivers over there in Detroit real quick, Kenny Galladay, uh, they call him Baby Tron. Uh, he's, he's probably the number one receiver. Marvin Jones had a quiet debut of the 2019 season, looking to maybe take advantage a little bit here in week two. He's not going to go against Casey Hayward, I would imagine. Casey Hayward is a shadow corner. He'll probably face Kenny Galladay most of the day. Um, so he's looking to take advantage of the lesser corner over there in San Diego. Or you got me saying San Diego over here. <laughs> uh, for the Chargers here in Detroit. Um, you want to give us your game pick here? I do have that. Why am I so slow to react? No, that's all right. Um, um, I can filibuster for a moment. Um, the, the Detroit Lions defense, we haven't actually talked about them. Uh, Darius Slay is a top 10 corner in this league. Um, they do have a pretty good defensive front in Damon Snacks, Harrison, uh, Trey Flowers. They have uh, Deshaun Hand, who's a second-year player. who had a great rookie season. Um, so with that said, Frank, who are you picking over here? I'm going to have the Titans. Um, no, that- we're – the Titans, that's the next game we're talking about. 
What game are we talking about? The Chargers and the Lions. Oh, we were, I thought we were done with them. No, you got to pick your winner over here for the crowd. Oh, I picked Detroit. You picked Detroit. I did pick Detroit. I'm upset that you picked Detroit. Well. You want to know why? Because you picked Detroit? Because this is my upset of the week. <laughs> and I have the Detroit Lions as well. Like I said, I think this is a good time to face the Chargers. They're in flux. The Chargers have always been that franchise that kind of – they just have that bad luck. They, they they lose a lot of games they should win, and I think this is one of them. Give me the Detroit Lions at home. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. So now we will – you foreshadowed yeah, your well, game well, pick well, for the next let's game. Just we'll go just go right to the pick right Right, now. we'll jump right. right into it. So you have the Titans beating the Colts in Tennessee. Tell me why. I just think the Colts is a team that's going to have to start maybe in a sense of what I said about Tampa Bay. They're going to have to start to be able to prove that they can beat teams. Um, okay. They're they're not the same team they were. They were, you know, looking pretty good coming in. Um, but with the the start that they had, it it looks like there's going to be a lot of things to fix over there. Right. So you so you're not necessarily. Uh buying into the Jacoby Brissett-led Colts. No, it's way too early to buy into him or not buy into him. Okay. Uh, I got to see a lot more more of them uh, to make any kind of decision uh, that the the Colts are what they are because of what happened. Definitely. uh, I understand that. I wasn't probably going to see in them – at a real high level yet this year. I, I didn't – the Colts were way back there for me yet, even, okay. even with Andrew Luck. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So – I could have probably got there a lot easier, but – Right. Hey, that's a, that's all right. We need to, we need some banter going <laughs> on. Um, I will say that with Andrew Luck, I had the, the Colts winning this division with Andrew Luck. Um, well, the w- division, yeah. Once I, Andrew Luck retired um, – I didn't knock them too much. I have them finishing in second, and I do have them finishing with a wild card berth. Uh, I am. I know you said that you're. It's too early for you to buy into Jacoby Brissett, Jacoby Brissett, and I think that it's true for a lot of people. However, uh, my fresh take, my probably my fresh take of the year is that Jacoby Brissett is going to lead the Colts to the playoffs. I'm buying in. I'm buying in early. I'm getting on that train before anybody else does, so nobody can call me a uh, bandwagon Jacoby Brissett fan. I like the guy. Um, I think he proved that while the Colts played. I just don't know if it's this year, though. I. It might not be. You know, that that you have to give him everything. You have to give him yeah. a lot of respect if he could take that team uh, in, into what you're suggesting, into a playoff first. So. See, I think it's a strong roster around him. I don't him. have him dropping all the way down. To, to last in the division by any means. Right. I think he, even if he has the division is not that strong. So. Right. Um, that plays into the fact as well. But anyhow. I do. I think that the Colts have a very strong roster around Brissett. I think that this is one of the few teams that could have afforded. Not that any team can afford losing their franchise quarterback. But I think that this is a team that could afford it more so than most. They have a, a very good defense. They have arguably the best offensive line in football, if not definitely a top five offensive line. 
They've got T.Y. Hilton out there on the edge at wide receiver. They've got a pretty strong run game with Marlon Mack and Naeem Himes backing him up as far as more so in the passing games for Himes, but a pretty solid change of pace back for all intents and purposes. Now, I think this is a strong roster that Jacoby Brissett can lead to the playoffs. But let's talk about the Titans for a second before uh, I give you my pick. Frank already alluded to the fact that he picked the Titans at home. Uh, I definitely don't hate it. They have a good defense over there in Tennessee. Uh, I think it's usually an underrated defense because a lot of people are like, oh, the Titans, the, the Titans, you know, they're never really that great. They made it to the playoffs two years ago and beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Don't sleep on that defense. I think that Derrick Henry, uh, last year was his first year starting. It was pretty lackluster for the most part. I will blame that on the play calling. I think that they tried to get Deion Lewis too involved. Okay, but you have picked the Colts. I did pick the Colts. I was getting there. Uh, <laughs> we but, got a lot of games to get through. We don't have a whole lot of. What, hey, let's uh, let's. Twenty minutes in, we got a lot of games to get through. All right, so we'll jump to the chase. I do have the Colts winning on the road. That just may be the Jacoby Brissett believer in me. Uh, but give me the Colts on the road there. Uh, the next game then is another AFC South. Uh, divisional bout. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling a little bit west over to Houston to play the Texans. The Jaguars are looking to bounce back from a week one loss to Kansas City, while the Houston Texans had a heartbreaking loss last week in New Orleans, looking to take advantage of Gardner Minshew, the sixth-round rookie that is now starting for the Jaguars. Nick Foles is out. He's on IR. He's out for the next eight weeks at least with a uh, broken clavicle. Um. I do think that this Jaguars defense is pretty good. I just don't know if it they're good enough to stop the offensive firepower that the Texans have. How say you, uh, Mr. Schmidt? Well, we're on to our third Thursday night game. Oh, you got this is a Thursday night game yeah. as well. Okay. I, I, actually, the last two. The Colts and the Titans, you know. Okay. Again, nothing that I'm going to really tune a whole lot Uh you know, tune into too much. Uh, not here either. Um, I'm expecting the Texans to win. I'm okay. expecting them to win pretty easily. The, I liked what I saw last week with the Texans. I agree. Um, Even though it was a know, loss, I saw a lot of moxie. I saw, I saw a lot a of lot talent. Of good things. I love Deshaun Watson. So, um, you know, and you could tell he was he was playing a little hurt there at the end, and he. He was. Uh, that's what you know. That's the kind of football players you like to see that they, they can grind it out. They just, you know, that's such a great competitive spirit. So, hats off to him for for you know putting up the fight that he did. And honestly, they may easily have been the better team in the game. I can't, you know, I I don't want to just jump for at least the first say, half. They were. I mean. I agree, 100%. For the first yeah. half, at least, they were the better team. So, um, so you give – it wasn't just, you know, that they they took a, you know, sad loss, but – Oh, it was hard. It was more than sad. It was heartbreaking. I, I still – I saw a lot of positive immediately. It, it Definitely. Carlos Hyde looked that, efficient and good. Yes, he did. Yes, for he being did. there for a week. Uh, let's talk about the Texans here. 
or not the Texans. We just talked about the Texans. Let's talk about the Jaguars here for a minute. We've given the Texans a lot of love. Um, do you see any positives for the Jaguars going into this game? No, not at all. Not at all. Not even the defense. No. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. they they'll figure things out. Uh, I think they're one of those uh, teams probably aren't going to let you run away with a game on them. Uh, you know, that's all they really got. That's that's all they can put out there right now. Their defense is their strength. Um, so uh, Houston's, I think their offense is good enough to put up quite a few points, though. Okay. Uh, definitely enough to win. Definitely. Uh, I will tend to agree with you. I also pick the Texans to win this game. Uh, however, I do want to say that Gardner Minshew, um, he played a great game last week, uh, 22 for 25. I don't think that he's going to lie down and die in this game. Um, however, like I said, I don't think that him and that offense will be able to put up enough points to compete with Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and crew over there in uh, Houston. Well, Hopkins had, had, had a good game. Um, oh, absolutely! Even with a, the you know, two touchdowns a, last week, yeah, with a couple drops, though he still had a good game. That's more drops than he had all of last season. So, um, yeah, hats off to him. All right. Well, with that, we will jump forward to the next game as Frank and I both picked the Texans. Up next, we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. This game will be held at. Paul Brown Stadium out there in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Frank, I want to ask you about your thoughts on this game before I get into mine. I've it's, been leading this conversation. So like, <laughs> what say well, you? That, hey, that's that's your job. I, I'm about tired of the Thursday night football games. Is this week. another one? Is, absolutely. I feel is. like you might say the next game we're talking about is also a Thursday night game, but we'll digress till we get there. Uh, continue on your I Bengals Niners you. rant. Well, hold on. I got to get back to something here on this. Okay. Um, how, did I, how did I mess that up? Hey, that's all right. Fill in there for just a second. That's fine. Uh, well, no, oh, you're oh, back. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. You're back. That <laughs> oh, was quick. All I'm right. Let, okay. Let's we, get it. We're not endorsing my next beverage, are we? Uh, unofficial sponsor. Unofficial. Uh, well, I'm going to have me Southern Tier Brewing Company, a Blondale. Eight days a week. There we go. Let's see how you like it. Yeah, that's good. It's a blonde ale. Frank Frank is officially a blonde ale fan. Southern Tier, hey, you know where to find us. At Fresh Football on Twitter. Let us know if you you want to sponsor the show. We're drinking your beer. We think it's good. (laughs) Uh, Get back to us. So, anyways, your thoughts on the Bengals uh, 49ers game? Another Thursday night game. Another Thursday night game. Um, you know, seeing the Bengals and what's happened over there as, a, you know, a division rivalry. Oh, yeah. It's not really a rivalry. There, yeah, there were a couple things that had, had happened over the years. Oh, perfect uh, AB. Oh, per- perfect anybody, well, I guess. Uh, you know. <laughs> that's besides I ha- the point. I, I have the. Uh, uh, perfect Smith-Suster t-shirt where he, oh, he laid them out. I I'll have to see that. Love the shirt. Um, so Most Steelers fans would. Yes, they would. <laughs> um, 
Uh, again, the Bengals, they're not expected to do much. Um, He's on the Ra- Raiders now, by the way. Just a quick plug there. Go ahead, continue. Who's on? Perfect. He's a Raider. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I knew that. Just so the public wasn't confused I, on our thoughts. Yeah, I was in bad driving back in time to win Of course, Cincinnati. of course. No, I know. I thought, was just... thought they could be a team, uh, you know. <laughs> thought they could be a team. I love it. I love the shit. <laughs> I love the shit talk. Then please continue. Well, um, you know, Andy Dalton, uh, uh, he had a lot of uh, good qualities as a quarterback. Uh I can't really understand what what happened in Cincinnati. Uh, Marvin Lewis, well, is what happened in Cincinnati. It, and uh, could very well. They had all the talent in the world. Never won a playoff game in the center. Yeah, that's. They had a talented team. They did. Andy Dalton included. So, uh, as far as you know. Picking Cincinnati to to do much, it's really hard. It's rough, you know. It's it's a hard pick. I have them coming um, in last in the AFC North. And yeah, again, this isn't the sexiest Sunday uh, coming up here as far as you know the matchups. Um, but that's what they are. Um, how do you feel about the 49ers? I'm curious. 49ers can, you know, get beat up out here. Right. They, they did beat division, those Bucks last this, week. This division has always figured out, you know, you know, any of these teams uh, generally have, uh, you know, they they show up. It's it's the AFC a, West does show up. They 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 do, and and sometimes you see these these crazy games um, where the Baltimore Pittsburgh rivalry started to become more dominant than anything with Cleveland or Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd kind of like to get back to seeing that division. You know, um, you know. Be able to go out there and be one of the toughest divisions to, to play against. Well, I think the AFC North is, uh, except for the Bengals at this point, honestly. I, I think the Bengals are definitely the weakest team in the AFC North. Well, Cleveland has Cleveland's got to prove it. They have the yeah, talent they now, to but they got to prove it. Yeah, you know, they had a great end of the year last year. They they figured a lot of things out. They have a lot of talent. They, they added some good even better, more talent. Um, but uh, I actually, you know, at, saw, seeing that first drive that they had, um, you know, I thought they could possibly live up to the height. Who, the Ravens? Get, huh? The Ravens? No, the Browns. Oh, the Browns. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we were actually on the Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, we're on the Cincinnati. I was like, we're talking about the Browns later here. Uh, yeah, um, but going no, going along with what you're saying, I think the Bengals played a great game up there in Seattle. I think they surprised a lot of people. I know they lost, but it was they. I think played better than the Seahawks most of that game, uh, to be honest. But let's hop over to the 49ers real quick. I think we've kind of said enough yeah. about the Bengals um, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Didn't look great. In week one, uh, the defense really led them to the victory, but I don't see their defense as being very strong. They just kind of 
caught Jameis Winston in one of his Jameis Winston, bad Jameis Winston sort of weeks where he threw three turnovers. Um, they don't really have a leading receiver. They don't have a leading running back, especially since Tevin Coleman's out. Not that he was particularly like a an RB1 or anything. Um, but I, this team is, I think, outside of George Kittle, uh, this team is devoid of offensive playmakers. So why don't we get to our picks here, Frank? Who do you got winning, the Bengals at home or the 49ers on the road? I actually took the Bengals. Did you? I did. We are – I am actually pretty surprised. We are on the same wavelength so far. I also have the Bengals at home. I think the Bengals played well. Um, they proved to me that they're going to be more contenders than I thought they were going to be. And I'm – Still worried about the 49ers. I I would agree with that. Um, the 49ers are, are not a team that I, I feel is showing uh, you really need to worry about them this year. You just don't see that. And that's, like, again, this Especially why, in a top-heavy AFC West with the Rams and the Seahawks. Exactly. But um, so, you know, it's, you know, early in the season. That's okay. It's early in the season, um, so I'm, I'm not going to be. I have not had can't overreact just yet. The first week, can't I did horrible. My picks the first week were were really pretty bad. Yeah, yeah Frank. I, I know we uh, talked about this pre-show, but I gotta. I do have to call you out here uh, on record. Uh, my mom, she's you know supporting her loving son and doing her. Doing her picks, right? I didn't she, know you were going to bring this up during the show, Tab. No, here we are. Uh, so she doesn't really know a whole heck of a lot. Um, she's, like I said, she's supporting her dear old son. Uh, you are, my mom right. picked the Miami Your Dolphins mother, win, yeah. and she and you are tied. Yeah, well. For last in the pick'em pool. And that's okay. You got to step it up that's this a, week. That's okay. Uh, you know what? This week, again, it, it's a, just a crapshoot to – Week one is the hardest to predict. I will say that. I just had to call you out. I'm okay. It's all in love. I'm okay. It, it, it's all in love. Uh, so we both have the Bengals this week. Like I said, we've been lockstep so far over the, over the couple games we've talked about. So uh, we both got the Bengals over the Niners, and we will move on. But when it's important, I'll make sure I call you out. <laughs> feel, feel free. All right. So feel free good. to call Let's, me out. Uh, Call up this next one here. Right. We've got the Buffalo Bills are traveling uh, southeast to MetLife Stadium in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey to face the New York Giants. This is the second week in a row the Bills are playing in MetLife. They had a road game week one against the Jets. Uh, now they have road game week two against the Giants. Uh, as everybody that listens to this show knows, I am a massive Giants fan. I'm also a realist, and I recognize that we are probably going to get a top five to seven pick in the draft. Uh, every team goes through it. Not going to try to pretend like we're going to be serious contenders or anything. But anyways, we will. Um, I'll get off my soapbox, and we'll discuss the game. Um, well, I have the Bills. Okay. Frank's yeah. got the Bills. Frank the Tank is picking the Buffalo Bills. So – they're are you a Josh Allen fan? Oh, absolutely. I love me some yeah. Josh Allen. So, you know, that's a team that's uh got 
they're they're starting to really get the talent over there. They are. I agree. Um, there. I, I agree. These the type of sleeper organization that the Buffalo Bills has, yes. have been over the years. Yes, I uh, love it, you know, Frank. Keep it going. Well, they don't. They're kind. Of, they've been very unpredictable, and I think it's been on purpose. <laughs> you know. Hey. hey. And you got to do what you got to do to get to yeah, a, I'm, to a winning team. Not against that type of that strategy. You, you ain't know? tanking. You ain't trying. Except if you're the Dolphins. Well, that, but we'll talk about the Dolphins later. Anyway, yeah, that might be another whole podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll have it. Yeah, right. But back to the Bills because that's that's almost starting to get to the Antonio Brown level of. Oh yeah. So do I even want to keep talking about? Speaking of which, we will talk about all of that in our next game. But continue with your Bills. Okay, the Bills. They're. They they built uh, an organization. They they got it's some the good, culture. They, it's the exactly that's the best way to describe it's it. The culture changed since Sean McDermott came in. Uh sure. And they, you know, I don't see them having some of the setbacks that they've had because it was almost obvious at times is what was going to be happening there. Um. Yeah, they were and, losers for a long time. Yeah. Um, but th- as far as coming out and maybe not always winning the games at the end, uh, but definitely they were in some really good games uh, over the past couple seasons. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year. Yeah, their, their fate is – I think that was last year. Yeah, I believe it, it was. was right. Yeah, they made it, they made it, they made so the playoffs last year. Their their fate is is going to be inherent of what they were able to do two years ago. They made the playoffs. I lied. It was two yeah. years ago. Okay. It was with Tyrod Taylor. You, know, you had me believing you there, right? Too, so. Hey, I'm a convincing fellow. <laughs> All right, so we we got them. They just see. I see them as a team on the upswing. I see more positives. Again, with McDermott, I see the positives there, not a yes. whole lot of negatives. Yes. And I'm excited to see what the Bills – they're the only reason I'm not giving it a Thursday night game. All right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Give me the give me the Bills. I'm sorry, but no, that's it. No, like that's... I said, I'm a Giants fan, die hard through and through. But I, like I said, I'm also a realist, and I understand what the Giants are as an organization. We are rebuilding. Um so I guess with that we will talk about the Giants head very quickly. It's um it's Saquon Barkley, who I, I think that we can both agree is probably the top running back in football at this point. Outside of maybe like a Zeke or uh honestly, Zeke Elliott's the only guy I could think of that is in probably in that conversation. I think Lev Bell is especially with the Jets. I don't think he's in the conversation for the best. He's he he he's up there, maybe top five, but I think that Saquon Barkley, he's already almost had, right. Had, so know. I'm not being a homer here. Saquon Barkley is arguably the best running back in football right now. Well, it's, it's is that a homer take? Call me out if you need to. Well, you know, I don't want to say anything right now uh, as far as you know saying that he is or that he isn't. Because we got a lot of football going here. True. Uh, we got a long season. You're going to have guys right, that, right. that are having great years go down. It's happened already. Right. Zeke, Kamara, uh, Bell, David Johnson. I think James uh, Conner, if he shows out like well, he did last season, I think he enters the conversation as like a top 
five to seven back. He's definitely not number one. But again, we will talk about the series later. Uh, yeah, but yeah, when you saw Kamara, oh, Kamara's great. He Kamara's phenomenal. He did what he was supposed. You know, Kamara's hyper job. efficient. Kamara's hyper efficient. He did his job. Absolutely. Um, and then just Evan Ingram is. Matter of fact, that's really. Again, when we go, let's go back to that game for a minute because Which I don't necessarily think New Orleans was a better team. Oh, against the Texans, right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, for for two or three quarters, it was the Texans. You know, everybody kind of just went out there, did their job, and you know, I wouldn't even say That's they a got Patriots mantra. Do your they job. Execute, like both teams do are your just job. Really executing well. You know, I don't right. think I I didn't see a lot of. You know, bad mistakes, even though some of the defense, they were giving up some some plays and the questionable. That's going to happen when you're facing but a top-tier a, offense. A, a, but that asking a guy to kick a 50-yard field goal. So he did his job, a too. A 58-yard field goal at that. yards So, yeah, it, I saw both teams. I saw really great team efforts in that game. Right. Loved it. That's the only one any Thursday night, but Well, I, I, I took away the – the Giants Bills. Yeah, hey, you said this is a solid Sunday game because you're excited about them Bills. Well, um, all right. So you, I believe you've already alluded to the fact, or I mean, blatantly stated the fact that you picked the Bills in this game. Did you I, say that yet? Did I blatantly state I picked the Bills? Yes, I picked the Bills. Okay, good. Um, y'all know it pains me to say this, as I, I wish the Giant. I, I wish I could pick the Giants to go sixteen and zero, but. The fall to 0-2. Give me those Buffalo Bills. Um, and the next game we'll talk about, this game is probably not a whole heck of a lot going on here. It's the Patriots and the Dolphins. It's in Miami. Uh, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> I I am just. <laughs> I know. I can't. With, do, we, with Miami, I can't. We need I the can't. sound effect machine. I know. I can't. We need that. Uh. Oh man, yeah, we need that um that trumpets when like the fat kid walks by, that brown brown brown. That's what we need that sound effect right now for the Dolphins. It's not looking good for them. You uh, know, it, oh, with, with the game, honestly, with with picking the Dolphins in that game. They have beaten the Patriots five out of the last six when it's in Miami. So that's like that's the I don't know though. when I when I see you know what the you know Baltimore Ravens have done they're a very unpredictable team um I I like a lot of stuff of what the Ravens you know, beat the Dolphins 59 to 10 week one by the way and so 50 points again I don't want to say this that is the that's, NFL you know, all I'm saying is Miami could quite possibly, you know, lose that way to, you know, the Patriots. They, yeah. it's probably the odds I mean, are it's they almost will. like they still would win if they probably had everybody on their second string out there. The Dolphins are hot garbage. The Dolphins are not going to win this game. I've been saying this since last <laughs> year. The Dolphins. Hot, steamy garbage. 
the only again, it's like going you, back to the Baltimore Miami game. Listen, yeah, I know you can listen, keep calling me out on that. Listen, but you the, never gave me a chance to no, explain listen, why. Listen, the the Dolphins. Let's see here. The Dolphins are like when you've got a bunch of like bad meat in the garbage can, and then you also add the dirty cat litter, the shitty, poopy cat litter to the garbage, and you, like, take a big whiff. That's the Miami Dolphins. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, it's... You can't. (laughs) You can't tell me I'm wrong! Well, the Dolphins are just a team Pick the Dolphins again, Frank, I dare you. Well, you know what? That's going to be a no. He's picking the Patriots. Oh, come oh, on. No shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Let's just go to the next game. Right. Uh, so we both got the Patriots. Um, we know how you now, feel hold, about the Dolphins. Right. Hold on, though. Before we go to the next game, uh, I know that we're talking about the Steelers in a couple games, which is your team. However, I need to ask you your opinion. As a Steelers fan, I'm sure that you clearly know by now that uh, Mr. Big Chest, Mr. Uh, A.B., whatever is whatever you want to call him, Antonio Brown, forced his way out of Oakland. He is now a New England Patriot. I need to hear here first from a uh, lifelong, mm-hmm. 40, 50-plus year-long uh, Steelers fan. How do you feel about Antonio Brown? Take it away, Frank. I don't give a shit. I don't blame you. At at this point... That is Mike Tomlin's view as well. uh, Well, and it should be. Why should he give a shit? Mike Tomlin said, Antonio Brown has not been on the team since March. I have not thought about him. Well, you know, they have his jersey on the, on the racks and shelves for a dollar, and they're not selling. Nobody wants to. I will buy an Antonio Brown the, Steelers jersey for $1. I will absolutely do it. Well, I don't blame Steelers fans, but as a football fan, an AB jersey for a dollar, sign me the fuck up. Well, you know, the conspiracy – Let's let's see where a lot of this. Stuff oh, he conspired goes. to get to New England. It, I I don't think it, there's a yeah, doubt. I mean, there's a theory. I don't think there's a doubt about it. So back to your thoughts. Well, that that being said, uh, I I hope there is, and I hope they find out about it. I hope they can prove it, and this and that, because I'd like to just see that kind of shit get out of football. That there was no, I don't, it's, I don't tune in on Sundays to watch a fucking soap opera. Nobody does unless you are a middle-aged uh, soccer mom, I'd imagine. You know, that's just, it's so ridiculous. I, you know, I, I want to watch the sport. That, that's, you know. Just watch some hard-nosed good football. And it's. No drama. So, yeah, it's like sports competing with politics for if we feed them enough bullshit, they'll keep watching, they'll keep listening, they'll keep that, they'll keep doing this. So we'll save our politics this, podcast keep, keep for later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Be happy to 
be happy to join you for it. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, the the whole whole bait a b uh, debacle is drama I can do without in my life. What happens from here? Again, you know, I'd like to see. Who cares? Well, again, I don't. The NFL give a, world I don't, cares. When I say I don't give a shit, I don't. You know, as far as I, if they quit talking about it tomorrow, man, I'm I'm ready to even watch these Thursday night games. The first six of them, or right, that, right. You know, just to take this my is another mind one, right? My, you know, this is of, another Thursday night game in your mind, right? Uh, Patriots Dolphins, another Thursday night game. Oh God, that's not even what that. I wouldn't even play that one on Wednesday. Yeah, just radio. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, play, that, play that one on Wednesday. So I think that it's safe to say that we, that Frank and I both have the Dolphins, as does probably 99 you said the Dolphins. Oh, no. I meant we, yeah. ha- we have the Patriots. Okay. Clear that shit up. I, yes. All right. Clear that shit up. We have the Patriots as well as the rest of the football world, and we are moving on to the – NFC East divisional matchup. The Dallas Cowboys are going to travel to Washington, D.C. to face the Washington Redskins. Uh, Case Keenum versus Dak Prescott. Adrian Peterson, all-time, definitely a Hall of Famer, versus future probable Hall of Famer Ezekiel Elliott. What do we got going on here? I'm going to go ahead and get right in on it. I have the Dallas. I have the Cowboys winning the game. Not surprising. I have. Uh, I'm hoping Haskins ha- has that game to Has- launch his career. So you're hoping his- Haskins gets in in this game because right now it's Case Keenum. I I I think Haskins is going to get in there. Okay, so you see this being uh, the Redskins have such a. Poor offensive day, whether it's in the first quarter, the first half, that uh, Dwayne Haskins makes his NFL debut. I don't hate it. Oh, okay, good. Cause I, I don't hate that opinion. I don't know if I agree, but I, I don't hate it per se. Dwayne Haskins getting in the ball game, according to Frank the Tank. He's going to get in there. And, you know, I, I've been a fan of his for quite a while. See what the rook can, see what the rookie can do. Uh, I just think that he was, you know, he should have went higher in the draft. Um, Maybe to the Giants at six. Though, as a Giants well, fan, Giants, I do love yeah, Daniel I, Jones I, after his uh, preseason. Well, after his preseason, I like him. But we will digress back to the uh, Cowboys-Redskins. We have passed the Giants game by. Yeah, we have. So, um, I think uh, – it's not gonna go. It's not gonna go well for for Canem. Uh, they they bring Haskins Definitely in. Not. I don't see him being able to 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 beat the Cowboys, but I think it's time to bring this kid in. I do. Um, After week one, you are calling for Dwayne Haskins. I am. I think it's. I think it's time to bring him in. Because that franchise needs somebody to get behind and get behind hard. And it ain't going to be Case Keenan. They haven't had a quarterback since Joe Theismann. Which, by the way, 
Lawrence Taylor ended Joe you know, Heisman's you could, career. You kind of see, you know, Baker Mayfield's getting a lot more accolades, you know, than Haskins. The Baker. Um, well, you know, he has, you know. The, he won the Heisman. Uh, he had a really good uh, rookie season last year. Baker Mayfield is definitely getting more accolades than Dwayne Haskins at this point in time. Uh, I think there's a lot of parallels between the two organizations. Um, They're both jokes, number one. Both (laughs) jokes of an organization. Number two, they both have very young quarterbacks they believe in. Number three, you got me there. Uh, Well, again, uh, the Cowboys, I think – I think the experience alone right now um, with the the core of players uh, over in Dallas right now is Jack, Zeke, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's a team that can, you know. Jalen Smith. They, they, they're, I like to break a lot of teams Lightning down. Van Der Esch. Teams again. Numbers at the the end of the day. I'm not a stats big, are only so telling. Stats yeah, don't well, tell the even stats lost, don't paint even the full picture. Losses because you know I saw the Steelers as the number six go in and win it all. I've seen the Giants as a six go in and win it all. We've you know, seen a few. So we've seen a few six see, teams. And, you know. So what, what? What? They had to go in and win. Uh, how many game, road games in a row? As a six seed, the Giants and the Steelers when we won it. All of the playoff games were road games. Yeah. We've seen a few six seeds win over the past 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. There's been probably more than people expected. Three or four, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that a team – I've always had uh, been a big believer in, you know, finishing strong versus – Oh, of course. Rather than just – Right. Hot. Um. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I think Washington is is a team that's – they're always going to play Dallas pretty tough. I ain't saying nah, – Division over, games are always that way. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it's pretty similar to what's going on in the Steelers division. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm still going to pick the Cowboys. I think they got the experience uh, – I, I think if they, you know, they're not going to come in. They're not going to win with Case Keenum over there. Um, Frank, the, I will tell you, just like the uh, rest of our game picks, I agree. I will go with the Dallas Cowboys over the Washington Redskins here uh, in this game in Washington, D.C. division matchup. NFC East. And with that, we move to the AFC North. We've got the Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. This is being played in Lambeau Field. Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins. I don't think there's any question at which quarterback is better. Give me Aaron Rodgers in that matchup as far as the quarterbacks go. However, I think this is going to be a great game. How say you? Well, I think that uh, Green Bay 
uh, they they look better than I thought they they would against the Bears. You think that offense looked good? They scored ten points. I I don't think for everything that's been going on over there, um, they came out and they won the game though. You're not wrong, uh, and and that sometimes goes against what I typically say, where the points do- doesn't matter. I I like to uh, develop. Uh, an opinion based on how I think the team looks overall. Okay. Okay. Uh, again, these early seasons, they always suck at them. But I think as time goes on, uh, I'll be picking way more winners and losers. Right. You know, Hopefully. Top myself there a little bit. But um, I just always see every season as a new season. A progression. I, you know, I've been around this game a long every time. Every team is different. Every player is different season uh, to season. You, you see upsets, you know, sometimes several weeks. Sometimes uh, it rarely goes, you know, you know, if you're able to pick, you know, uh, a high percentage of wins in, in a season, um, you know, that's uh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, last year I was a sixty-three percent winning percentage. Well, that's, that's I think that's pretty solid for that, year one. You know what? I'll say it's good. Uh, you know, it's not great. One hundred and sixty-one wins, ninety-three losses, and two ties. I think something along those lines. So that's not bad. Well, well, you know, again, uh, those are either way uh, numbers that that matter after the fact. Sure. Uh, but looking, looking still matter. Ahead, looking ahead at the the game, the matchup. Yep, Vikings uh, Packers. Yeah, you know, Gr- in Green Bay. Green Bay, are, are they? You know, I see them having a winning record. I see Minnesota having a winning record. They're both one and out. I think potentially, um, you know, both teams uh, can can move pretty deep into the season. And and do pretty well. It's a it's a good matchup. That, not a Thursday. Oh, this is a great no. This, this is, is not. This a is Thursday a night this game. is a definitely Sunday I'm game. See this on Sunday. Um, I think Rogers is going to come out there and probably play um, a game maybe where they're good enough to win. But do they? Do they? What do you say? I'm gonna go ahead and say they will. This is our first difference, Frank. I changed my pick literally 30 seconds ago. I have the Vikings winning the NFC North. And I think if they're gonna win the NFC North, this is the type of game they need to win. In Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers, I am going to go ahead and pick the Minnesota Vikings to win this football game. And I cannot fault you for your decision to 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 go with that. Really with everything you said for them winning the division. That's a good defense. Uh I think they're it's a good offense. I think they're just a, a good, they're a good football team. They're a well rounded team. They're a good football team. Um yeah, if if I lose this one. I don't think it's going to be. That's no skin off your back. There, there's not going to be a lot of shame in losing this game. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, both offenses play a little better. And 
you know, we see see a little bit more of that. Um, it's going to be tough, though. Vikings defense, uh, they're good. They're, they're, they're really good. Uh, Green Bay's defense is also really good. I, I'm saying Much improved that early, from last I'm year. I'm saying that early. They added a couple of free agent pass rushers drafted. Rashad uh, Gary, pass rusher in the draft. Very good at least from at least as far as week one goes, very good defense. And, and, and I I didn't see them coming out and beating the Bears last week. I I didn't. I did not either. Um, Most people so, didn't. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with uh, it, maybe not the you know what everybody wants to see as far as you know points on the scoreboard, but it was a game where. I like the uh, defensive games. I, I I did. I thought it was a game w- worth watching. Agreed. Um, I agree. You know, uh, maybe not at the level of the Houston or New Orleans game. That no, was, but give me that was a phenomenal. Give game. me a good defensive football game, uh, and I'm happy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, this is the Vikings Packers game. Is actually the uh, fresh football takes game of the week. Uh, Vikings Packers and maybe some low hanging fruit to pick that one. Uh, I try not to pick the primetime games because I think the primetime games are really supposed to be games of the week, obviously being primetime. Um, so I'll pick the Vikes Packs there for my game of the week. And I don't think I mentioned it when we discussed it a couple games ago, but my tie of the week is the Bengals Niners, uh, as Frank and I discussed. It's going to be a good game, a close game. We both did pick the Bengals, but I think that that game is going to be very close, decided by uh, two points or less. Uh, I pretty much think that it's going to be clearly less than a field goal game. So the Niners-Bengals is my tie of the week. Uh, Vikings-Packers is my game of the week. Um, I'm just going to broaden broaden, broaden the... Um, the system of picking a tie. Can I just say any right. of my Thursday night games? I think could end up either go either way. That's that's where I that that's kind of right. how I would label it. All right. So the Chargers, Lions, Colts, Titans, I don't like ties. Jags, Texans, ties. and Niners, Bengals uh, can end up either way. Um, but Frank made his picks known during those game previews. Um, I also agree. I don't like to pick ties, but since we've had a since last season when there was a week one and week two tie, I've kind of on the podcast picked my quote unquote tie of the week. Not that I'm picking a tie necessarily, but it's a game that I think is going to end up probably the closest out of all of them. Um, and I've got that one this week as the uh, Bengals Niners. So we've also just discussed the Vikings Packers, and we will move on to the Seattle Seahawks are coming to. Frank Schmidt's hometown of Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would like to know, before I even say anything about this game, Frank, as a Steelers fan, I've got to know your full and complete take on this game. Give it to me. Give it to the listeners. Give it to the fresh fans now. Uh, the Steelers aren't going to win the football game. Wow. You got the Steelers starting 0-2. I do. Okay. I do. Explain, I, explain yourself. Well, 
the Steelers have so many things to work out. Lots of things to work out. They they have right. a team right now. I don't want to say it's in some type of disarray. Uh, th- that but is it not, might be. Not, well, I'm not. I don't even. You're wanna, not saying it, but I, it I, might I think be there's true. Other terms, there's other terminology I'd rather I'd rather use. All right. And um, again, I don't know if it's a team that's going to be able to come together as a team, and you know, really, you know. Be a contender. They're not showing anything um, that could possibly bring them there. Okay, and I thought that I was an honest Giants fan. We've got an honest Steelers fan here. Not sure if they will be in the playoffs. Well, you got to have. You got to be a realist. You got to have not just talent because talent takes you know. On more than you know physical abilities, it's it it's takes, a team sport, and I don't even want to talk. You know, my point wasn't going to be to that. It was going to be more. Uh, there's a lot of, of players with that talent that that just aren't optimizing it because they haven't learned. Even with the coaching staff, the coaching we have young, you know, a very young uh, offensive line coach. Uh, you know, the defensive coordinator that took over for LeBeau, yeah, he's been in the system. He came up, you know, through the ranks there under Dick LeBeau. Uh, but there's a difference. And the players that uh, – a couple other guys were talking about this earlier where um, I think they kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, how did they put it there? Uh, almost kind of lost my train of thought there, so – I'm not sure how these Steelers put it, but um, either way, let's uh, since you lost your train of thought, let's jump to the Seahawks side of the ball for a moment. Uh, Russell Wilson is looking to build upon his uh, week one sneaky victory over the Bengals. Uh, they are definitely a very run-heavy team. Uh, Chris Carson leading the way. He had... He didn't have too many yards. He had uh, he did have six receptions and probably I off the top of my head I'll say probably anywhere from seventeen to twenty carries. Only had eighty something yards, but did have two scores. Uh, the offense looks to run around him. Uh, the defense, however, their strength is their pass rush uh, with the recently acquired Jadavion Clowney, Ezekiel uh, Ansah. Um, how do you feel about the Steelers' offensive line and going up against that uh, Seahawks pass rush over there? I think the Steelers are in trouble. Really? See, I thought you guys had a pretty strong offensive I, line. I, I just maybe I, not. I think they are in trouble in uh, not not protecting Ben. Not 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 in a sense. Uh, Maybe of giving him enough time to throw the football. Okay. Um, but they are not opening up much for Connor. Not um, at all. He they, didn't. He did not, not have a great day. They're not opening last up. week. Uh, that has always been something, though. The Steelers, as as the season moves on, they get better at. They it. shore that shit up. They right. They they tend to be able to become that team that 
opens it up by running the ball. It's also usually been like Bell. You know, there's teams now that are opening up the run with the pass. That is never a Ben Roethlisberger. Welcome to the NFL in 2019. Uh, yeah, it, it, exactly. Right. You know, uh, you know, and where Ben's at in his career now, there, there's no changes coming there. He's going to play. The he's way set he's in his played. ways. He, he's now, set. Oh, absolutely. He's set. Um, so yeah, without a running game, to me, the offensive line is not going to. There were times where I think the protection and opening up the run game won the won you the game, took you far into the season. If you had a mediocre defense or a good defense, but not great, right? And you know, you know, there were quarterbacks who who weren't passing for you know 30, 40 touchdowns, but they still they got their team there. Let's talk um, about uh, Trent Dilfer there in a oh one. Probably exhibit A of not being a franchise quarterback that uh won the Super Bowl there. Trent Dilfer oh one with that uh or two thousand, excuse me, with that uh historic Vikings defense against my woeful carry cons, the Giants there in 0-1. But I'll digress. Uh back to the Steelers Seahawks. Um, as you were saying, um you know, you can get down to some of the details. Of right the, of the particular matchup this week between the Seahawks and the Steelers. So you have, but you do have the Seahawks defensive line beating out the Steelers offensive line. I believe that you made that pretty clear when you said that. Because um, I asked about it, and you, I asked about specifically how the Steelers offensive line uh, is matching up going against Jadavian Clowney, Ezekiel Ansah, and the uh, Seahawks offensive line, and you said they were in trouble. Well, or defensive you know, line. Ben, Seahawks. Ben's got receivers that he hasn't had. You know, uh, it's sure. Juju and everybody Ju- else. Well, Juju has. Yeah, it's, it's Juju and everybody it, else. Exactly. The Moncrief. You know, first year in the system. James White, second year in the system. Uh, uh, they have a rookie in uh, what's his name? Something Johnson. Of sorts. I think there was a kid that played in the preseason games. Was it Holton? I believe. Uh, Is that- he still on the team? He might be. I, I don't know what they did with him, but I, I like that kid. I thought he had a lot of speed. I thought he okay. he showed he had good hands. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I know, can't what, remember what the immaturity team. or something might have come up with that. Right. Um, you know, I I'm I would imagine he's got to be on the practice squad. There's no way you 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 release a kid like that. Speed kills. Uh, so. Uh, you know the the Steelers. They Johnny Holton is indeed. Sorry, fact check. Johnny Holton is still on the team. There you go. And uh, the man I was thinking of was Deontay Johnson, uh, the rookie that I mentioned. Well, and they it, also it, still it have is, Ryan Switzer, who is, is a poor man's clear. Cole Beasley, in my opinion. Well, Switzer is. He's like a. He runs a lot of quick outs, and he's like a catch the ball from like the pretty much line of scrimmage up till ten yards. He, he's a very poor man's Edelman and Cole Beasley, if you will. Sure, I, I, I'd agree with that. Cool, I, I like mean, it. If you're gonna, he's not a guy I get very excited about. No, oh I mean, dear God, not at all. Just... He's very replaceable, but he's <laughs> he's also. I mean, he had he was tied for the lead in receptions last week with six with Juju. 
So Ben trusts him clearly. He I mean he only had 29 yards. So Ben clearly trusts and, and him when it's a Washington, short yardage. You know, if we're going to have this conversation with Ben and his receivers, Washington's got to be in you know in the conversation. Uh, lots Seattle, of Washington. No, Washington for the Steelers. Oh wow, that's my fault. I am very sorry. Oh, I, no, no problem. So James Washington, uh, I, deep I, threat, nothing else at the moment. At the moment, I'll let you continue. Well, we're in week two. You're right. You know, so uh, yeah, he, he he'll he'll show up and he'll he'll have some good games. Uh, whether he how much he develops this year, um, I, I think the potential's there. I think I think the I don't athleticism's disagree. there. I don't disagree. Uh, so we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, there, there's just to me a guy like him, or he, he's he's maybe a little brighty, you know, a little shinier pebble in the pile of rocks over there. Right. Um, the Steelers have a track record of drafting wide receivers, and I think until they can't, they get the benefit of the doubt well, over there. What people are, are, are really stuck on, mainly talking about the Steelers, is the defensive backfield. Oh, it's probably pretty poor. It's It's been poor for a little while. It's uh, it, it's Joe Hayden and probably everybody else. And you guys didn't even draft him. Well, uh, clearly, and, he played and, for your rivals, the Browns, and you guys just signed him. You guys have not had a very good record well, of, Joe of Hayden, drafting and you know, developing. Joe Hayden is a is a solid corner. Um, I'm glad we got him. Right. Uh, you know he but it, has to. It's still, him and everybody else in the secondary. Well, uh, I know, do like uh, Edmonds. Edmonds your, rook, your second year guy. Edmonds I like Edmonds is on safety. that learning curve uh, when it comes to that position. Uh, it's only a second year. I think that that's kind of expected. But I do like him out of a uh, Virginia Tech. Well, I think I think what's going to help Edmonds a lot is the addition of uh, the linebacker. Yes. Oh, uh, what's De- his name? Devin, Bush. Devin, Devin Bush. Bush. So, yep. yeah. Sorry, yep. guys. We we but we got him. Okay. Devin so Devin Bush. Bush uh, I like him. Yeah. Oh, I I wish the Giants drafted him. I, 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 uh, but the. They didn't. They drafted Daniel Jones, and you guys traded into the top ten to pick Devin Bush. You know, week one, you didn't see any type of a relationship or anything regarding that. And I think that's a big relationship. It's his first on defense. It's his first meaningful pro football game. Or your your middle linebackers. I mean, you know, Edmonds to me seems a very freestyling. Strong safety, right? Strong or, safety. Or free safety. Strong, I believe. Well, I think his his strengths uh, – you know, he's a good tackler. Um, yeah, I will his, digress his, to you on his, Steelers' opinions. His coverage, you know, he's, he's still getting there late on, on some coverage. Uh, I get, it's part of the development. Uh, uh, yeah, and so – but that's why I can't put the Steelers in any kind of position of uh, even a rebuilding. I mean, I have the Steelers winning this division this year. 
I I I don't see it. Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see it. Who do you think is going to win the Browns? I the think Ravens. The Ravens are going to win the division. Okay, I picked the Steelers when I preseason show, um, so I'm going to go with that. But um, quickly, we I think we've talked probably for like six or seven minutes about the Steelers here. Uh, any thoughts about the Seahawks for you? Anything that stands out? Anything in particular? Well, uh, uh, feel free to say no. With, feel free to with add the, with the additions with Clowney and, and things like that. Ooh, um, that's a pass rush. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, again, the hero line is you probably off, a you started off with the their defense versus our offensive line, right? And yeah, I'm so let's give, talk about. I got to give the edge to the Seahawks. So. Yeah, I know. I believe that you said that you picked the Steelers or not, I, uh, the Seahawks to win this game. I, I think Seattle's going to come in there. Seattle's going to come in And it Pittsburgh isn't going to be win. a pretty game. And it isn't. Oh, to, ugly. Low scoring. You know, uh, yeah. I um, think it'll be low scoring as well. Uh, you're picking the Seahawks. Is that correct? I am picking the Seahawks. I'm going to go with your team and pick the Steelers. Uh, so we have two differences, right? Uh, as we also differed, that, that's two differences in a row. Okay, so all right, so we will um, go ahead and move on here to the. I think this game is going to be uh, very quick and easy to talk about. We've got the Baltimore it's, Ravens hosting. It's never easy to talk about Arizona Cardinals from the desert. Never easy to talk about the Ravens winning. Oh, as a Steelers fan, I agree, uh, but I think that we can. I think that we're, we're, we have to talk. You know, I'm going to go with a solid 99.4% of the NFL universe probably has the Ravens winning this game. Uh, the point six that probably the Cardinals winning is maybe a couple of Cardinals beat writers that are optimistic. Um, Lamar Jackson looked great against a, I'll admit it, a piss poor Miami Dolphins. However, this is also a piss-poor Cardinals defense. I expect Lamar Jackson to do the same. I don't think that he's going to have, you know, five touchdowns all every game of the season. But I don't think that the Cardinals defense is any better than the Dolphins defense, especially missing their top two corners. So I do see the Ravings winning this game. Um, and I think that the Ravens' defense as well is just going to overwhelm Kyler Murray. Um, Kyler Murray can definitely – he definitely has that intangible ability um, on the run and just that playmaking – just ability to make things happen, as he proved in the fourth quarter in overtime last week. But again – the Ravens, I think, will overwhelm him as well as Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, and oh. Christian Kirk. Uh, jump in here whenever you feel like it, Frank. But I, I definitely think that, and I normally give my predictions, you know, once we're done talking about the games. But I think this one's pretty obvious in the Ravens' favor. Well, I, I'm not going to take a lot of time talking about it. Uh, Murray is. You know, nothing special to me. Never was. Uh, I so you didn't like him in college. I, I, I don't know how much he follows college football. Well, but, you know, 
you know, he was the number one overall pick. Normally, was, even he, like passive college football well, fans know who the name of the number one yeah, overall pick is. A lot of is. that had to do with the coach, Cliff well, Kingsbury. I I agree, and he probably still would have gone there. Uh, I don't think if it well, was not Clint Kingsbury, that's Wait, let's because, not even say. because they drafted Rosen at number ten overall last year. I'm not sure if any that, other that coach other than Kingsbury. Right, it was that's a weird situation. It was a weird situation. But so, however, Rosen's a Miami for a second round pick that the Cardinals use on Andy Isabella, who has not made an impact so far this season. I know it's only been one week, but continue with what you wanted to talk about, Frank. Well, it, it, it's going to be a while, I think, before any decision is going to be made on, you know, Murray being a franchise type quarterback. I, I, it's so early. No, for I that agree. Guy. It's way too. Yeah, he, he did have a great comeback in week one, but uh, it was a bad three and a half, three quarters at first. So, no, I agree. He's going to need some time to adjust. As well as the play callers in so, Arizona will need to adjust his strengths. And what do we got after that? So this is it for this game. I believe you probably picked the Ravens as I well, I picked right? the Ravens. Right. Yeah, this game, not a whole heck of a lot to talk about. Uh, like I've said, um, Ravens over Cardinals. Frank the Tank and I both agree. And we have gotten the Chiefs versus the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, it's not a Thursday night game. Um, it's one I think a lot of people are going to be interested to see. Uh, you know, it's just a classic football game of good football team. AFC versus, West rivals. Well, it's all this drama that's come in. The Oakland Raiders. You know, the, the, the Raiders are... Just nothing but drama. That's n- that's all that's going right. on over and, I mean, there. We've we've definitely Whether discussed. We've discussed AB. Team, I don't think anybody freaking knows. And we've discussed AB throughout this podcast, which was probably a hundred percent of their drama well, this this, this, this offseason. And Oakland, right? Amari Cooper. Uh, oh, I th- I love Cooper. I, I just but don't understand anyway. that. That and Khalil Mack, they traded Mack as well. Trading Khalil Mack, it's just so much mind boggling crap, crappy drama. The Oakland Raiders, Uh, drama, but people are are buying in like, well, and the Chiefs is a good matchup, it's a division rival. Anything can happen in a division game. I do not care the opponents or their records or their talent. It's a division game, something happens. Over there, it's that they're going to talk about it all week. You know what I mean? You're not it, wrong. You're it, right. Uh, somehow Oakland pulls out a win. Somehow Mahomes gets injured or it gets, is in Oakland down. on the baseball they're, they're field. They're going to find something that this has the potential of being a game they talk about all week. And it does. So uh, I'm I'm interested just because of what's happening. Uh, Oakland's interesting this year, it, no matter it'll be what. A game that I that I'll pay attention to. Uh, however, it, it's uh, I I just want to see, uh, you know, Kansas City win the game, win it in dramatic. I'm fashion, assuming that's who you picked. Then shut everything up over there in Oakland and get back to playing football. Well, both teams are one and zero, so we'll see if the Raiders can go to two and zero. This is their last season well, in Oakland, and I. 
I feel I, bad I, for know, the fans in Oakland. I love the black Denver hole. Denver has the potential of probably being the worst team in the league this year. We will talk about the Broncos next. So, so we're getting there. So hold your banter so. on the Broncos for just a moment there, Frank. Um, so who you got? Oh, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Um, as am I. I think that offense is too dominant for the Raiders' defense to handle. Um, and while the Chiefs' defense is really probably a bottom-half defense in the league, uh, I just don't think that the Raiders have enough playmakers going on over there to outscore Kansas City. So give me the Chiefs, give Frank the Tank the Chiefs, and we will move on to the next game, uh, 425 on Sunday. The Chicago Bears are traveling out west to Mile High, Denver, to face the Broncos. Frank the Tank already started talking about the Broncos, I believe. So uh, what else you got on the Broncos over there, Frank? Well, the Broncos, they're they're not going nowhere. They're right, gonna... you said they may be one of the worst teams in football. I I don't like anything that's that they're doing. Over not a there. Joe Flacco believer. I am, you know, not at this point. Jo- Joe doesn't seem, uh, you know, I-, I don't want to see that he's not competitive, but uh, I don't think he is. Yeah, I'll say I it. Mean, if you won't, I will. I will say it. Joe Flacco is not competitive. He's not competitive. Hey, you, yeah, I- I'm not going to sit there and 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 disagree with that in one sense. I just don't want to say it. I don't like saying it. I like what Joe Flacco's brought to football. Um, the first five I mean, to seven years of his career were great, but at this point, not too competitive. In my opinion, uh, Frank may agree or disagree, but either way, um, outside of Joe Flacco, I think that the Broncos' offense is going to have a hard time against this Bears defense. Well, the Bears did not have a good week one. The defense played great. The offense played piss poor. Uh, The defense only let up 10 points. Well, the defense played good. I mean, they played good enough to to keep them in the game because the offense was, you know, uh, pretty terrible. Uh, as far as what Green Bay was doing last week with with them, they weren't manhandling, you know, Chicago in any sense. It was a no. I think it was called a defensive game, but to me, nobody kind of got out. Nobody kind of got in any kind of rhythm in that game. I don't think that it was necessarily the Packers' defense uh, manhandling the Bears' offense. I think it was more of the Bears' offense. And Matt Nagy, because I believe he is a play caller out there. Um, I don't think that he called a good game. Oh, I think I, that I, was. I, I would agree. His well, ba- uh, yeah, and so you add that with uh, Trubinsky not looking sharp, right. Leo Mack not you know getting the pass rush that people were maybe expecting. Right, right. Him, but he's going to have a tough week and week week out. Um, so 
Who's having a tough week in and week out? Oh, was that Trubisky or Mac you were discussing? With there? Mac. Okay. Uh, you know, Mac's teams he, are double and triple teaming Mac. He makes an impact without affecting the uh, the score sheet. He he does. It's almost and, like a J.J. Watt scenario. But he, he you still want to hear his number called call a bit more. Oh, no. You know? I agree. Because when agree. he gets rolling, like I said, it kind of sometimes comes down to any team, getting in a rhythm. Neither team got in any kind of rhythm there. Um, you know, so uh, with that said, I still think Chicago, Trubinsky, he just needs to get – uh, a little sharper, uh, you know, what What one week can sometimes do between week one and week two, uh, whether it's a confidence boost or or, or just getting used a, to the pace of the game, ma- right? Better matchup. Um, I, I just think anybody's going to be able to match up against the Denver Broncos. I don't think they have anything to offer uh, to, 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 have a team you don't ever go in on a team unprepared believe me i'm not saying any team could be ruled over on this but, is the nfl i mean they're, they're all good you know, if, she, if chicago uh if they can't win this game then uh that's I, I i'd almost have to start to rethink and maybe reassess what what's going on there but i have faith in chicago i i I'm going to take them, and that's my pick. I don't know if I have much more to add to that other than the fact that I do think that maybe this is optimistic of me, but I hope that Matt Nagy learned from week one that he needs to get David Montgomery the ball more. He is clearly their best running back. Uh, Tariq Cohen is you know, a good running back, but he, he he's more of a pass catcher. Uh, as far as pure running back and running the ball goes, it, it's Montgomery. He's definitely a million times better than Mike Davis. Uh, so I am going to hope he learns from that. Uh, and the Broncos, as good a defense as they are, have a pretty poor run defense. Uh, so I'm also going to go with the Bears there to beat the Broncos in mile high. And, and to your point about Montgomery, honestly – I am more than 100% in agreement with you. I think if they would have run the kid a little more. He was by far and away the best running back. He was by, probably by I, far, other than Allen Robinson, he was by far and away probably the best offensive really player in that game. I didn't understand why, you know, they they didn't go with him uh, more. Maybe it was just to be more about Trubinsky that day. They, they wanted to see what he was able to do. And again, uh, Chicago. I, I I have faith in Chicago. They're going to get it together. Beating the Broncos is maybe not going to be anything of proved worthiness, um, because I just think that Broncos are terrible. Uh, but we can, you know, that muscle. My pick is obvious, and we can. Yeah, we on. can. Yeah, we can definitely move on from here. Um, Frank and I both have the Bears winning. So we will move on to the NFC Championship game rematch. The New Orleans Saints are traveling to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Uh, I'm sure that we all remember 
the, uh, at this point, infamous non-call in the pass interference that let the Rams go to the Super Bowl where they eventually lost. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Saints-Rams in L.A. I want to discuss first the... What I want to discuss first here, I think that... As far as both offenses and both defenses, they're both very strong. Um, The Saints have a strong offense. The Rams have a strong offense. And they both have a strong defense. Um, I I really don't know who gets the edge here. I'm teetering on my pick at this point. Uh, The Rams have three solid, solid wide receivers in Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup. They have... a Top three, four, five running back in Todd Gurley. Uh, they have the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald. Uh, outside of him, they have a strong defense. The Saints have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees. They have one of the best up-and-coming running backs in Alvin Kamara. They have the second-highest-paid receiver in Michael Thomas. Uh, they have a great defense in their own right. This is probably the most even And they got matchup. a kid with a foot. Right. Will Lutz hitting a 50-yard field goal to win the game last week. Um, but the Rams also have Greg the Leg, Greg Zerline, who is one of the best kickers as well. This is probably as even a game as you're going to get in week two. Uh, this is who what are your thoughts, Frank? I don't know. I don't know about this game. This is a hard game to, to well, predict. St- statistically, and again as as a steward of a guy that likes to value the performance versus the end point result. Right. Uh both these teams show, you know, very you know they can dominate you, dominate you offensively or defensively. They're both defensively. one and zero to start the year. Um, on on any given drive, Drew Brees can just have it together. They, they're they're both well coached teams. Um, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. This one, by all rights, should should could possibly just come down to the wire again. It, uh, I think it might come down to honestly whoever had the ball last. I think it could very it, well. It, it could be just this is my who has this the ball is last? Frank the Tank's dog fight of the week. Dog fight of the week. Frank the Tank, Saints Rams. It's gonna be a dog fight. We have to pick a winner. We do have to pick a winner. As tough as they are, uh, Frank. Who do you have? I want to know before I say my pick. I'm going to go out and I'm going to take New Orleans on the road. The road team. the Rams. Frank has the top dog as the Saints. Fresh football takes. Fresh Tony has the top dog in this dog fight of the week as the L.A. Rams. Give me. In these in these matchups, I generally take the home team here, but I think they'll be the top dog. You've got the Saints as the top dog. 
as you said. Ho, ho, ho. All right. That is our dogfight of the week. Not enough barking. We'll right. move on. <laughs> hey. We got some tweeting. We got some tweeting coming up. Uh, tweet in if you want on the Eagles, Falcons. Yes, please let us know your takes on this game as well as the rest of the games through the Twitter. As Frank mentioned, we've got hopefully some tweeting going on here uh, at Fresh Football. Uh, give us your takes on this game. The Falcons are hosting the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. The Birds are going up against the Birds. Matt Ryan, a former NFL MVP, going up. Against a hopeful and probably what should have been MVP in Carson Wentz if he did not get hurt in his MVP uh, ballad season. This is going to be a tough matchup. The Falcons come in 0-1. The Eagles come in 1-0. Whoa, baby. Uh, they both have some high-powered offenses. Uh, the Falcons have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, who is the highest-paid receiver in football, arguably the best receiver in football. They have Calvin Ridley, one of the best up-and-coming young rookie receivers in football. They have Devonta Freeman, who has not had a very good two games, but has been for the past four, five, six years, has been one of the top ten running backs in football. Uh, they have an up-and-coming second-year tight end in Austin Hooper. They have what should be a much-improved defense from last year. Before that, they were a top defense. And that is all going against what might be the most balanced team in football. I said it. The Eagles might be the most balanced team in football. They have a perennial, ah, not perennial, uh, but they have what should be a great quarterback who might compete for MVP. A lot of people are saying he's going to be Great this year like he was in his MVP season. They have plenty of offensive weapons. Alshon Jeffrey, the returning Deshaun Jackson. Jordan Howard, the rookie Miles Sanders. Uh, did I mention Alshon Jeffrey? Deshaun Jackson. They drafted J.J. Arcega-Whiteside early to help fill in that receiver core. Uh, Nelson Aguilar has played very well uh, so far in the past I won't say his whole career because his first two years were almost a bust, but he tore up his third season. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. That defense is going to be outstanding. This is going to be a great football game. Frank, is this worth a Sunday night football game in your opinion? This is absolutely worth the Sunday night game. You think I hyped it up and, enough. And, and I tell you why. Because we need that game that Carson Wentz comes out there, shows that he's the leader of that team that can get him back there because people want to talk about uh, Matt Ryan needs to get there. I love the matchup. You know? I agree. This you is know? a great Sunday night football matchup early in the year. And I've been a, I've been a Matt Ryan fan. I, I have. But if it's going to take for him to, to – have a career highlight game uh, to beat a solid Eagles team. They don't have a weakness. Uh, they, you know, with the injuries last year, uh, 
I I just had that feeling that that wasn't going to keep this team down. They were too good. They were too good. And I'm glad to already see er, early on that, you know, they've, you know, that hasn't been a tough decision with the, the, the Nick Foles uh, situation, but I think it was the right decision. I mean, I Car- disagree. Well, I, I, it's not even maybe to, to debate. It's maybe not a debatable. I think the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a Super Bowl MVP in well, Philly. I think they should have kept him. Well, they didn't. They didn't. You're they right. Didn't. And, and that's they're how still, it goes. They're, that's they're, how it goes. They're, uh, I, I'm a Carson Wentz fan. I think he. Oh, I don't hate the guy. No. And, and you know, I'm going to have nothing against Nick Foles. Uh, I think however, Nick Foles is a system I think it was the right decision. Nick Foles is a system quarterback. He's only good in Philly. But you I don't also, know that. Uh, you he, don't know that. You can't compare that to anything. Uh, no, I can. He lost out on the starting job to Case Keenum in St. Louis when the Rams were over there. Uh, he was the backup in Kansas City. And then when he came back to Philly, he had his Super Bowl MVP run. He has not done anything anywhere but in Philly. Nick Foles, in my opinion, is a system quarterback. Can't change my mind. Well, I like the guys that can play within the system because... It's not bad. Uh, it's not a bad thing. But I don't yeah, think he'll I succeed mean, anywhere but that system. That's just my opinion. Okay, so I think yeah. Back it, to this matchup. I, 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 I say uh, okay. Yeah, back to the matchup. Not that whether you know, not whether Nick Foles is good or not. He's not on the Eagles anymore. Um, Carson Wentz versus uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, M- Matt Ryan's not going to have a, a stellar you know game against Philadelphia. That enough should be enough to put Philly, Philly uh, you know, into the wing column. So you've got the Eagles here. I do have the Eagles here. Um, Atlanta, they're just going to uh, have to probably, I don't want to say say rebuild that team, but they're, they're not doing anything that they have with the talent that they have. Wow. Uh, I'm going to pick the Falcons here. I have – I. In my preseason preview, I have the Falcons being the number one seed in the AFC or in the NFC, excuse me. I don't see a reason why they can't be. Uh, they lost a, a tough matchup to a tough opponent on the road in week one. Give me the Falcons here. I think that they'll be the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, I'm going to stick with it. Frank has the Eagles. I have the Falcons. And with that, we will move I on. Have the, oh, well, I we have won't the, move on. Well, I do have the Eagles winning the division. Oh. I also have the Eagles winning the uh, NFC East as well. So now, We don't disagree there, but I think the Falcons will win this game. Uh, so with that, uh, I think it's now safe to move on to the Monday night game. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are traveling to the New York Jets, uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, uh, to the MetLife Stadium. Um, we'll talk about the Jets here real quick. Sam Darnold has been ruled out with a mononucleosis. Uh, I wonder if he was kissing Tom Brady's son. 
and that's how he got it. Uh, but I guess that's, that's, that's probably an unfunny joke, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, hey, all jokes can't be winners. I'm willing to throw them out there uh, as they come. Um, Love Bell is probably going to play. He's got a sore shoulder. C.J. Mosley might not play. Uh, Jamal Adams is on the injury report. Quincy Noon was out for the year. Robbie Anderson is still healing up from a calf injury, though he's probably definitely going to play. The Jets are just really beat up here. What happened in Cleveland uh, last week was... 43-13 Titans over the Browns. Well... That's ugly. It was it was a pretty lopsided win in the performance aspect. Uh, losing games in the in the fourth quarter the way that they did is just going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. But the Cleveland Browns still still have uh, some some high a lot of high talent over there. Um, and if you can't if you're not a Baker Mayfield fan. You're crazy. This kid's just good. He's he he's good. I am a Baker he's fan. He's probably the exact opposite of a systems quarterback, as you refer to Carson Wentz. Nah, Nick Foles. But uh, points taken. I'm sorry. The point is taken. Um, is that who you were talking about? The systems quarterback was Foles. Nick Foles. See, is I this. thought you kept talking about that with Carson Wentz. Wentz. No, no, Nick Foles is a system quarterback in my mind. But, so, Jets Browns, that's where we're at. Now, uh, why, you know, they committed the penalties they did. Why Chubb? 18 for 182. Why Chubb? uh, Maybe something that happened in the last preseason game or something that they maybe aren't. Chubb needs to be featured. Absolutely. Uh, He's a great running back. If. I, I I see I see a lot of potential in what he's going to be able to do. Uh, he's this team is going to win games. Um, they're a team that probably can't right now, or maybe even in the new future, seem to pull it together in the division. Uh, that's what's going to have to happen to the Cleveland Browns. It almost seems like I could give a shit about what they do with the Jets. It's one of those games nobody knows what the hell's going to happen. You know, pick it apart, dissect it, do whatever you want. Um, You're going up against, you know, uh, talent that – it, it was exploited a lot of their weaknesses and unpreparedness and undiscipline. It reared its head last week against a Jets team that's kind of in the same, you know, same situation, but now right. without with without their starting quarterback. Right. Um, and Cleveland is going to come in there. They're going to win the game. Whether it's a crazy game where both teams are special teams or people they're getting points and it ends up being a high scoring game, they're, I I'm not going to rule that out on a game like this. I I think they, they potentially has to be a high scoring high scoring game. 
All and, right. And people don't haven't talked about the, the Jets and the Browns, either one of those teams doing that. That's true. Lately, uh, in the past few years. I do think, I think it could actually happen here because now it's like uh, we're not even going to play uh, to not lose. We're, we're going to play to win. We're going to take chances on fourth down. We're, things are going to have to go right. But, right, uh, right, right. Again, right, right. I think that these teams are just going to go a lot offensively um, uh, you know, so I think the potential's there for actually a, a shootout, high, a, a high scoring game. I do think that Chubb will break off some big runs, and so will Le'Veon. I agree with uh, I agree with know, both of those. The takes. loss of Darno's is is uh, going to be tough, but the loss of Darnold's huge, and I think that that's my decision maker. I'm going to go with the Browns here. Uh, I don't think Trevor Simeon, uh, in an offense led by him is going to put up a whole heck of a lot of points. Um, I do pick the scores for the primetime games. And before I get to the Browns-Jets score, I will backtrack because I didn't pick the uh, score for the I Falcons. I think I picked Eagles. it at 48. I think I went with 48 on the Browns-Jets. Okay. Um, so before I get my pick there, I'm going to pick the Falcons. Uh, you already picked the Falcons. Well, I'm going to give a score there because it's a Sunday night game. I'm going to give it a 26 to 24 game over there and for the Falcons and then for the uh Browns Jets like I said I don't think the Jets are going to score a whole lot of points with the Trevor Simeon led offense. I'm going to pick the Browns the Jets defense I don't even think is even that strong missing possibly CJ Mosley and Quentin Williams. So I'm going to go with the Browns 29 Browns 30. I'll, I'll round that up to 30. Browns 30, uh, Jets 12 to give it a total of 42. Uh, give me the Browns uh, 30 to 12. And that wraps it up here, Frank. We went through all 16 games for week. Well, 15 games left, not counting Thursday for week two. Well, thank you for having me. Frank, it's I appreciate been fun. it. It's been a lot of fun. To- uh, I probably say some stupid things and I lose my train of thought and da 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 I do that as well. But you know what? We're just uh two guys sitting here and coming to you live. Yes, on location from Ford City, Pennsylvania. That is where we are live in Ford City PA. Frank says some stupid things. I say some stupid things. Uh, I'm just happy to have a co-host, let alone my, uh, for all intents and purposes, my father-in-law, my beautiful, my beautiful fiance Kelly Schmidt, out here as well. Um, that is all here from Ford City. Any, we got like thirty seconds. Frank, all right, any closing real remarks? quick. Uh, I, I just want to shout out and tell my family uh, that I'm so happy that we're here. We're gonna be celebrating my niece Marissa. All right, congratulations to the wedding for Marissa Schmidt. Yes, Marissa Schmidt will be married tomorrow. All right. And uh, I'll be spending some time with with all my family there. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great Saturday. It's going to be a heck of a party over there with the Schmidt wedding. And that's all the time we have for today. We're winding down to 15 seconds left. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Join us on Twitter at Fresh Football. Hashtag Fresh Football Takes. Thanks again for Frank the Tank for joining me. And that is all. 
Enjoy week two of football, and I love some fucking football, everybody. <laughs>